Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. Well, good morning. It's good to see you again. Uh, we're going to open God's Word. It's such a privilege to do that. So let's pray and seek the Lord and then open His Word as we study the third of the Ten Commandments this morning. Heavenly Father, as we've been looking at these commandments, we see that they're just not rules for us to obey, but they're, Lord, they're showing us what you're like and how we're to live in the light of that. And so, Lord, we see that there's one true God who is living, who speaks, who's incomparable. And so there's no idols who can compare to him. We see that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. And so, Lord, we pray even as we look at the Old Testament, point us to Jesus. Point us to how you revealed yourself, Lord. And may your spirit and your word point us together of who we're supposed to worship and how we're supposed to worship. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, words matter, don't they? That phrase that we learnt in school, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never harm me. We all know people who have called us names and it is hurt. But what we say matters. Our words reveal who we are. Now, some of us can't stop talking, and some of us are slightly more reserved. But the truth is, your words, my words, they reveal who we are. So here's an experiment. Imagine every single word that you say and I say over the last week has been recorded. And we're all going to get together and we're going to play it out loud. What? Would that reveal about you? What would it reveal about me? Well, I suppose it would reveal what's important to us. What are the things we care about? What are the things we don't care about? What are the things we find attractive? What are the things we find repulsive? What we say matters. And so it's no surprise as we get to this third commandment, it addresses how we speak and particularly how we use the name of the Lord our God. If you've got a Bible, open to Exodus 20. We're going to read through the, the first uh, three commandments uh, and we're going to begin at Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. See, our God is a redeeming God. He's a rescuing God. You shall have no other gods before me. We see that the Lord is a one true God. He's a speaking God. You'll not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or the earth beneath and the waters below. You'll not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So last week that God is incomparable. There's nothing in creation that can compare to him because he's outside of creation. We also see that he's a jealous God. Remember that image we used of a, of a wedding, a marriage, how there's a right jealousy, that we're God's people. Uh, and we saw there that God punishes the children for the sins of the parents of the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, that making up idols, making up I like to think of God as kind of phrases, is basically said to God, we hate him. But showing love to thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. In our commandment today, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, verse 7, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Now, so often we think the third commandment is just about blasphemy, you know, and how people so often say OMG or they use the name of Jesus as a swear word. 
but it's much deeper. It's much more than that. Because this commandment is by the name of the Lord. And names in the Bible sum up the characters. So Jacob, for example, means heel, how he grabbed the heel. Abram is about father of many nations. And so as we get the verse 2 of Exodus 20, we, we, he has just summed up who this God is for us. This is a powerful, creating, speaking God who is also a rescuing, redeeming God. Do you remember as we looked at that at the first commandment? And then when the Lord's name is mentioned, this should be in our minds, this should be in our heads. Who he is and what he's done for his people. And not only that, but God's name, as we've seen, the, the Lord in capitals, L-O-R-D, is his personal name, the name he gave to Moses. Yahweh, the great I am. See, God gives us his name for us to know him. He wants his people to relate to him, to enjoy him. And we know as Christians that God has revealed himself ultimately in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he reminds us that his name is Yeshua. God saves, God redeems. So that's what we're looking at this morning. And the commandment tells us here that because of all we know about God, we shouldn't misuse his name or take his name lightly. But what does that actually mean? What does that, what does that look like? Well, it means to treat something or, or, or someone as if they're worthless, as if they're of no value, to treat it lightly, glibly. And this third commandment is saying, don't do that with God. So what does it mean to break the third commandment? Well, one way of saying that is to see how the rest of the Bible picks it up. And we said that people often think this command is about blasphemy. Well, it is. Yeah, it's a very good reason because if you look at Leviticus uh, 24, you see it is right, mother's son blasphemes the Lord with a curse. And the Lord tells Moses that the blasphemer is to be stoned to death. I wonder how that sounds to you extreme? Well, it is a shock and it is a challenge for us. See, what this commandment is asking us is have we grasped how everyone should honour God, all people, all time and in all places? Because to treat the name of the Lord our God lightly is a very serious thing. Because as we look at this, the way we speak of God, the way we use his name, it matters. So today, the name Jesus Christ, how do people use it today? Well, sadly, for many, it's a swear word, isn't it? You, know, you hear it when people are shocked or annoyed or surprised. The independent newspaper ranked 150 swear words in this language, English language, and they put them into four categories. Mild, medium, strong, strongest. Jesus came in as mild, as did God. And then it said, in the paper, it said, such mild swear words are of no concern. 
That's the way our world thinks, isn't it? They think Jesus is little, little concern. You don't need to respect him. Use his name whatever way you like. Doesn't matter. Well, I don't know about you, but inside me, that brings about a righteous anger. A rage. How dare people use the name of the Lord like that? And it should. Because we who know the Lord Jesus and know his honour, think, how dare you treat my Lord like that? And so we shouldn't use it lightly. And we should be challenging people when we hear them use it as a swear word. We should, we should say to them, excuse me, that is the name of God. So God's people are not to blaspheme, but also we're not to speak falsely in God's name. Now this is described in Deuteronomy 18, verse 20, if you've got it. Uh, Deuteronomy, if you want to flick it up there. Uh, let me just turn to it now. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 20. Uh, and it says there, But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded or speaks, or a prophet who speaks the name of other gods is to be put to death. Again, such a dangerous thing to do. Do we see that? How we're not to take the name of the God lightly. It matters because by Deuteronomy 18, it's clear that the true God speaks through his true prophets. And it's been recorded for us in the Bible. So all along, there have been false prophets. They claim to be speaking the name of the Lord. And actually, they're doing no such thing. And sadly, they're still false prophets today. Although they're not really called that. Even in churches today, there are ministers who teach what they think about God. Not what God has revealed to them. What they think about God. How arrogant, how, how, how arrogant it is to think that you know better than Almighty God and that you have to make up something about him when he has revealed all that needs to know in the 66 books of the Bible. And we have to recognize that even within the Church of Ireland, just because somebody's wearing a collar like this doesn't mean that they're going to say what the Bible says. And if what is said is not from God, well, that's to break the third commandment, which is very serious. So when I was ordained, when I came to this parish 10 years ago, when I go to Drumglass Parish and I'm instituted there, I will make a promise to preach God's word. Not my ideas, not my best thoughts, not something I've cobbled together on my own. Not what you'd like to hear or even I'd like to preach. Not something just to keep you happy and placated. No, my job is to pass on what the Bible says. It's not just me as an ordained minister. All of us who are Christians, all of us who have made good our baptismal promises, who have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we bear God's name. So we need to watch what we say about Almighty God. But are we sharing what's in the Bible or just our ideas? So how might we respond to what we've said so far? Well, some might say if it's so dangerous, 
speaking about God, talking about the name of God, well then, don't say anything at all. We'd be better not to speak of God or Jesus if the stakes are that high. But actually loads of people do that, don't they? We talk to people about their faith, they say it's private. Oh, I don't like to talk about those things. But is that a feel-safe way to not to break this commandment? Well, actually, not to speak of God breaks this commandment. Because if we're never to speak of Jesus, if we're never to make much of him, then we'll be guilty of not giving the honor his name deserves. Think about it. If someone's close to you, your spouse, your child, your mom, your dad, Remember we talked about recording what you said, what I said, do you remember that? Well, imagine if we were to record you or me and we never mentioned our loved ones at all. In fact, what the recording picked up was that people were um, making mockery of our loved ones. And yet you and I said nothing. What would that say about you? Well, it would say that those close to you don't matter. You don't value them. They're not precious to you. See, what we do or don't say, it reveals what we think. And that is true about God, even when we don't speak. Because we know that the Lord God is worthy of honor, that he's important. And we want to make sure that our speech and our lives reflect that truth. So God has revealed his name. He's revealed himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would make much of him. And actually speaking about God as a mark of a Christian believer, the Apostle Paul says in Romans, let me just flick it open here, in Romans chapter 10, if you, let me just flick it through here, Romans chapter 10, it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And Jesus said to his own disciples in Matthew chapter 10, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before the, my Father in heaven. So let's apply this. On Sunday, outside of Sunday, how often do we speak of the Lord Jesus and in what way? And if it's not often, well, why not change that? Think, why don't I speak of Jesus if he is so powerful and so mighty and so glorious? Think about how you could talk to people about Jesus. Prepare the conversation even before you begin. Think it through in your head. I'm going to speak to my brother. I'm going to speak to my sister. I'm going to speak to that person about Jesus. And if you do speak about Jesus, well, let's be honest. People might want to speak to you. That's definitely one way to stop people speaking to you. But isn't that the point? The world thinks little of God. But we're to think much of God. And so we want our conversations to reflect that. We want to honour and value God in what we say and what we do. And so to speak of Jesus, to hold out his name, well, actually, that's just living in reality. Because Paul tells us, as we started the service with Philippians 2, therefore God exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him, that's Jesus, the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, the way we speak much of Christ now is to think of what it's going to be like on the day of judgment. When we see the risen Lord face to face, and on that day, we will delight to confess his name. And others now who refuse to confess it will have to. Do you see that? Then they won't be able to deny the reality of Jesus. Then they'll not be able to break this third commandment. He is Lord. He must be honored as such. Why, well, for one, I'm very happy you do not have a recording of my conversations. You don't get to hear all that I say or I don't say. And I think you'd be glad that I don't have a conversation of you either. Because it's true. We stay silent when we shouldn't. Our words don't always reflect what's true about God. Nor do they reflect God's concerns. And this commandment shows us how serious that is. Did you see what it says about those who break the third commandment? For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Listen, these commandments are not just a checklist of what we do and don't do. We hear these commandments knowing that it's the one true God, the redeeming God, the God who saves, speaking to his people. And as we read through the Bible, we get to see that more clearly. Do you remember the apostle Peter? He was one of the disciples, wasn't he, right, Jesus? Do you remember as Jesus was going to his trial, he denied Jesus three times. Who knows, when Peter had heard that Jesus had risen from the dead, he might have been a bit frightened about what Jesus was going to say to him. And then there's the Apostle Paul. This is what he says to himself in 1 Timothy 1. He said, even though I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy. The point Paul is making for us, the point of the restoration of Peter makes for us is that there is forgiveness. There is mercy. There is in Christ a way back to God. There is in Christ a way to use his name aright. And it's surprising that before his death, at his trial, Jesus is actually accused of being a blasphemer. And then he's sentenced to death as such. We know that this was all of God's plan. We know that Jesus went to his death because of our breaking the third commandment. We deserve death for that. Not Jesus. He took the punishment of our sin so that in repentance and faith in him, we could receive mercy, forgiveness. And if we've grasped that, if we've seen that for ourselves, if we have acted upon that, if we have turned from our sin and seen the depth of our sin, see the wonderful love of God and the cross of Jesus, we will see even more clearly how wonderful 
thy precious and thy glorious the name of Jesus is. And so remember how Jesus taught us how to pray. They're simple words that I think we don't even stop and think about them. But in the light of this, what we've heard this morning, to become even more precious. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. They're not just words. By saying that, we're saying we're on the road of discipleship. It's a lifestyle. We're to tell other people and we're to live out our lives to bring glory and honor to the Lord's name. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we praise you because you're a great God and your name is worthy of being honored and glorified and hallowed. We are sorry that what we have said and done has not reflected your holiness and greatness. We have not made much of you. We thank you of your glorious grace that there is forgiveness in Christ. And so, Lord, we ask, help us to repent. Help us to, to turn and weep and wailing to you, Lord, and say, have mercy. But, Lord, we pray be gracious. In Christ, help us to honor your name before this world that we would speak rightly about you, Lord, and your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all that he has done, and it's in his precious name, the name that is above every name, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song now. And it's about Jesus' resurrection, but it's called Praise the Name of the Lord Our God. Thank you for listening to this Donnacony Parish podcast. We're happy for this teaching to be shared for the advancement of gospel work and to help make disciples. For information about Donnacony Parish, please check out our website www.donnacony.co.uk or find us on social media.